it was really hard for me to come up with new thoughts, new ideas when I was constantly on go, 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 go. Welcome to the Designer on the Go, the podcast for home design professionals everywhere. Are you looking to take your home design business to the next level? Are you ready to learn the tricks of the trade of home design? We'll sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. You are now streamed into the Designer on the Go podcast. Here is your host, Matthew Ferrarini. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Designer on the Go. I'm actually driving to pick up Josiah. Josiah is in the second grade. He is my youngest son. And uh, whenever I get the opportunity, I love just to go run, pick him up from school. He's always excited and happy, um, which makes me excited and happy. And it's well worth it. And it's actually what I wanted to talk about today, uh, finding the right work-life balance as a creative as a home designer um, our profession is it's a very busy profession there's a lot of moving parts um, and often it requires a lot of time um, <clears throat> for many years I was working maybe 60 to 80 hours a week and that was just kind of the norm and you know that's how things were but what I found was that my creativity was starting to tank, right? It was, I, I, it was really hard for me to come up with new thoughts, new ideas when I was constantly on go, 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 go. You know, my mind, I didn't have any time to decompress. So I changed that. Um, I started to have a little bit more work-life balance. I started to try to wrap up work a little bit earlier whenever I could. I tried to, you know, travel a lot more. And there's no magic number. I'm not going to say, oh, you should work 20 hours a week, 40 hours a week, 60. Like, there's no magic number. You just have to go with your, like, listen to your body, right? Like, not to get too much into, like, fitness and health and well, health, health and wellness. That's more of my wife's lane. But, you know, you have to listen to your body. Like, if your body's saying, take a break, take a break. You know, if your body's saying you're done, you know, um, you, you just, you have to listen to it. Because you may be sacrificing instant progress, but sacrificing long-term substantial gains, right? And <clears throat> to put this in, like, application... You know, you may pump out, let's say, three designs in a day and, you know, you're happy with your progress. However, if you're not as sharp as you need to be and your mind isn't really operating at, at a certain level, then your work may not be a A-rated work, right? You may be producing B-rated work because you're Russian, because, you know, you're not really, you're under an extreme amount of pressure, Right. Um, you don't have the time to really kind of finesse it and, and make it feel better. So, you know, it's, yeah, you got the three designs done, but are the clients going to love it, right? Are you going to, um, you know, make the same profit that you would uh, for a design that you put a little bit more time into? Is it going to win awards, right? Is it an award-winning design? 
or you know, is it going to get published? And these are all things that, of course, like go without saying, can significantly help you long term. So, you know, it's not always about rush, 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 produce, produce, produce. You have to have some downtime. Um, a lot of the magic happens during the downtime. Um, I recall many <clears throat> situations where, you know, I had a creative block. And I would just like take the day off, maybe go to like the shore or just do something different that didn't involve work. And then while I was sitting there on the beach, like the idea would come to me or while I'm sitting there at a cafe having like a latte, the idea would come to me and it would truly like make that project. So, you know, it's important. Um, I get it. It's very hard, especially when you're starting off in your career and you're starting a business like there's always something to do. Um, and that's the second piece I wanted to talk about in this podcast is, you know, you're developing the skill set of delegating. It's something that took me many years to do. You're not just like naturally born with delegating abilities. It takes time. Um, it takes, you know, work. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a muscle that's completely undeveloped and also, I know us creatives are often control freaks and we like to see everything done a certain way. It was like this for a very long time. I mean, I literally would build, um, I did my websites, I did, you know, logos, I did postcards, I did, I mean, everything from top down marketing, um, you know, QuickBooks at one time or another. I mean, it was just literally like, everything and you know that was fine for a time period but it's not sustainable and it's not practical and I'm not really a good bookkeeper (laughs) you know most creatives aren't um so you know it's good to hand off certain things um and I would really recommend you to start working that muscle and it doesn't have to be you know 50% 50% of what you do, but maybe it's, maybe you start off with 5%. Maybe you start off with 10%, right? Of what you do. Make a list of the items that are going to have major impact. Um, and the ones that aren't going to have that much impact and that can be done by somebody else. Like what, what is it that you're best at, you know, hands down. So for me, I would always say like my time is best spent designing, right? Um, Because that's, you know, I could design a certain way that, you know, I feel like a lot of people couldn't. So then I said, okay, well, everything else, I should probably try to, you know, start building systems and start putting people in place. So, um, you know, right now, we're actually a five person design team. So I have a surveyor and drafter that, you know, goes out to the job site, and measures everything for me. I go with him, but he's doing all of the technical measurements and then he's taking that, putting it into the chief architect software. And so by the time I'm ready to start a project, it's completely done. It's the models there. I have all of the existing photos, all the project documentation, everything's there. Um, and then I go in, do all of my conceptual designing. So design everything, lay everything out. Um, and I go through, put, put colors, textures, materials, um, kind of create the overall vision, um, for the space. 
and um and then once i have this model this 3d model with textures and you know i do all of the architectural interiors i put cabinet placements all of the spacing proportions um <clears throat> once i do that then i send it over to my co-designer and design manager uh janine who is amazing super talented um, extraordinary she's been with me for about six years now um, I send it over to her and she kind of details everything out for out for me so she's detailing the cabinets um, and way of functionality accessories and spice drawers and um, making sure we have the right clearances in the corners making sure that our aisles are exactly 48 or 42 like she's basically just going through everything and making sure it's it is up to all of the design standards, all of the um, international residential code standards. Like she's really just going through with the fine tooth comb. And she's amazing. And she also often enhances the design. Like she'll have a great idea. And she'll have, you know, a great idea to incorporate, you know, something completely unique or different. So I'm always open to that as well. Um, and, and then... Uh, my mother and partner Donna comes in, and and then my uh, mother Donna will, um, you know, actually do the material selection meetings with the client. So I'll often be there for that first meeting, kind of get everything situated, material wise. But it all kind of starts with this vision, and I create it with the concept. And usually we stay within that same breath, but often, you know, my mother will be able to find an even better material or an even better idea. So we're kind of just, you know, growing the design as it goes. However, it frees up my time to really focus on the big vision, the concept. Um, and, you know, it, it just, you know, it it helps a lot because before I was doing everything from surveying to drafting to picking the materials and then doing all of my construction drawings so after all of the materials and everything are selected it goes back to my drafter and he does all my detailed design drawings for tile and um, lighting plans and plumbing plans and structural plans and things like that so I mean we're a small team um, but we're able to get a lot done in a short amount of time so that's all I have for today. You know, find the right work-life balance. Listen to your body um, and start delegating that you don't have to hire anybody. I mean, you can, you know, there's there's freelancers, there's virtual assistants for, for like five bucks an hour. You know, you can get a, a VA for 20 hours a week. Just start practicing delegating, you know, because you may not need it now, but there's going to come a time when you're going to need it as you continue to grow in your career. Have a great day. I just got to my son's school. I'm actually a few minutes late. Um, hope I don't get yelled at. Guys, have a great day wherever you are. Be amazing. Be fantastic. Be bold. Have fun. Thank you for listening to the Designer on the Go podcast. Love this episode? Be sure to subscribe, share, and head over to your iTunes or Google Play Store to leave a review. See you at the next episode.